0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment. Or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season is difficult for Bengals fans, but Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football. Watching.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Hello, Bengals fans, and welcome to an episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco, and I come to you today on a very difficult day in which the Bengals have suffered a catastrophic injury to their starting quarterback, their rookie, their leader for the future, Joe Burrow. We're going to spend a majority of today's episode talking about Joe Burrow, talking about his rookie season, talking about what this means for the franchise going forward. I'll be joined by my co-host, James Rapine, for segments two and three of the show, as always, on game day. But today will be a somber episode. Today is a difficult day for Bengals fans. Today is a difficult day for me. I'm sure it's a difficult day for everyone listening to me, but we will try to get through this together. And as Joe Burrow said, you can't get rid of him that easy. He'll see us next year. And right now, I think that that is a great mentality. Before we get into what happened on this Sunday, let's just all take a moment to wish him the best. Send energy, send prayers, do whatever it is that you do to root for him to come through this thing as cleanly and as quickly and as healthily as possible because Joe Burrow, by all accounts, is a great person, and from a football perspective, is certainly the future of this franchise. Let's talk a little bit about this game, and then James Rapine will join me to wrap up the show. Joe Burrow finished his last game of his rookie year going 22 for 34 despite leaving the game in the third quarter, went for 203 yards, threw for a touchdown. He had zero sacks taken on the day, but he did take some hits. When he dove for the end zone, he took a hit from Chase Young. And on his last throw of the game, Michael Jordan took a Washington football team defensive lineman into his lower body. His left knee appeared to bow inwards. Unfortunately for Bengals fans, it was a familiar scene. Many fans immediately would remember that hit on Carson Palmer in the 2005 playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and couldn't help but to be very upset. The entire Bengals fandom watching the promise of their future suffer an injury that will keep him out for the rest of the season. Now there's a good chance that he can be ready for next year. Recovery for these types of injuries has come a long way and we don't know, we truly don't know the severity of the injury yet, except for that the player himself has said that he will not be back this season. We'll have to wait and find out the extent of the damage to his left knee We'll find out how hard that recovery will be for Joe Burrow. And Burrow mostly had a really nice game. Tyler Boyd went for nine catches, 85 yards on 11 targets, and Joe Burrow had the offense moving in the first half. The first three drives going, on average, about 70 yards, but unfortunately they just couldn't get points. And that was a problem in the first part of the game today. Randy Bullock missed a chip shot field goal off the right goalpost. He missed a point after. The Bengals went for it on fourth down on that play I mentioned where Burrow took a hit and fumbled on the play with Chase Young right near the goal line. And at the end of the half, after a great reactionary play by Jesse Bates to come down with an interception that went off of Margus Hunt's helmet at the line of scrimmage, Randy Bullock missed another 58-yard field goal. And you can't really be too upset for a guy missing a 58-yard field goal, or at least you wouldn't be if he hadn't already left four points on the field. The Bengals' offense generally in the first half leaving a lot of points on the field, and that ends up costing them the game. But that, of course, is significantly less important than what happened to Joe Burrow. On the Bengals' second drive in the third quarter, Joe Burrow dropped back to pass on a third-and-two, taking a deep shot for Tyler Boyd, but as he was throwing, Mike Jordan took the defensive lineman he was engaged with to the ground, straight into Burrow's lower leg as he took a hit from another Washington defender high. It was a high-low, and Joe Burrow's left leg was planted. The full weight of at least one, if not two, men going into that left leg with the knee planted from the side was exactly as bad as it sounds. They got to this point after a great punt from Washington backed them up. They started the drive from their own two-yard line. They got a quick little smoke route or bubble screen to Alex Erickson for eight yards before a second-and-two pass to T. Higgins fell incomplete After, really, a drop from T. Higgins, it was a bang-bang play, but it's easy to call it a drop. Then they took that deep shot to Tyler Boyd. Now, rightfully so, Bengals fans everywhere very upset, an outpouring of support from other NFL players, including Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Joe Burrow is a popular guy. People like him. People are rooting for his recovery. He's rooting for his recovery. We're all rooting for his recovery. But for the Bengals... This is an opportunity to hold people accountable. For most of this year, offensive guard play has been atrocious for the Bengals, and they continued to try the same things. They did bring in B.J. Finney to their credit. They brought in Quentin Spain to their credit, and Spain started today at right guard, but they continued to roll Mike Jordan out there. And not that this is anyone's fault. This really is a bit of a freak injury. But Mike Jordan got bullied hard on the day, and it was a bull rush that he lost that led to the freak injury that everyone was hoping the Bengals would avoid this season. ESPN's Ben Baby put it well when he said one of the only goals for the 2020 Bengals season was for Joe Burrow to finish his rookie year healthy, and unfortunately, the Bengals did not accomplish that goal. What does that mean for Zach Taylor? What does that mean for other coaches on this staff? What does this mean for some of the players? These are the questions that the rest of the season will answer. Coming up next, James will join me for the rest of the podcast. We'll talk a little bit about what Zach Taylor had to say about the injury, and we'll all try to get through this thing together. You hear us talk about Bilt Bars all the time on the Lockdown Bengals podcast, but eating protein doesn't do it all. Echelon Fit, the evolution of fitness, will help you hit those fitness goals and get you feeling great about yourself. Maybe after watching Joe Burrow get hurt, you want to work it off, get those endorphins going, and maybe just take all that energy out in a productive way. They've got connected fitness for you at an affordable price, and they can do it for you in whatever way you like working out the best. They've got fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, the Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. Right now, you can try Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL to check it out. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. We know the rest of this football season will be tough for Bengals fans, but Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football. Watching. James Rapine now joins me for the rest of this very trying episode. And tomorrow, we're going to do something that he resisted last week, but now it's just time. And James, let's just check in really quick on the tankathon standings here. The Bengals dropping today's game. Obviously, the least important thing that's happened today. But in the spirit of tomorrow's show, currently sitting at the fifth overall pick, 2-7-1. James, uh, tough day. Tough day. You
0: can say that again, Jake, nine more times. This was brutal. It was devastating. It was uh, any bad adjective you want to use to describe it, you could probably use it because there's a dark cloud hanging over Cincinnati right now and and primarily Paul Brown Stadium. All hope for the 2020 season has been dashed for the Bengals. You know, it's just everything that Joe Burrow represented – is gone. And that doesn't mean he's not going to play well next year. He's not going to recover from however bad this knee injury is. It isn't that, but it's just why And in the, why I think we're going to be talking to and talking about in the coming days and months when it comes to the offensive line, when it comes to the coaching staff. But honestly, I just burrows a baller and you saw it, right? They had the lead. They should have had a huge lead in that first half. That didn't happen. But the moment he went down, Everything changed, and it's uh, it's hard to blame the Bengals. Zach Taylor didn't acknowledge that, by the way, which was really weird afterwards. But the the fact that he goes down, and they don't even show any sign. There was zero signs, right, uh, of life. Shows what Burrow meant to this team. I'll give you an example. Flashback to 06, Carson Palmer goes down in a much more meaningful game. The Bengals had a lead at halftime against the Steelers in that playoff game. People forget that and then it fell apart because the better team without Carson took over. This was just instant collapse. And I'm not blaming the players one damn bit because they were the better team I think on Sunday. It was just a matter of you know, losing Burrow and it's impossible to recover from that and you could say how bad Ryan Finley is. I it was an awful spot for him to be in as well. I just an awful awful situation. I feel awful for Joe. Um, the one positive thing, and I'll shift it and I'll be a little positive here, and I'm sure you talked about this in the open, the fact that he tweeted, and he tweeted before the game was over, mm-hmm. that I'll see you next year. And it seems positive and it seems like he's motivated and and clearly frustrated, but at the same time motivated to get back. And, and, and he already has that mindset already. You're talking like an hour probably after he got off the field. That is uh, – That's tough. That that shows toughness, mental toughness, physical toughness, his leadership, all of those things. And and the Bengals got the right guy under center in number nine. And that tweet says so much to me uh, about that. I was shocked I saw it. I thought it was a burner. I really did. I thought it was a burner tweet. I thought it was just someone just sending out a tweet, one of those fake accounts, and it wasn't. And that just says a lot about Joe Burrow and who he is.
2: You know, I think that's a great point, James, because out of all the Bengals fans, coaches, players, Joe Burrow's reaction and response to this obviously matters the most. And I think was probably the best. I mean, level-headed, short, sweet, simple. He'll see us next year. You can't get rid of him, James. He's going to be back. I just don't know what's going to be back around him in Cincinnati at this point. And I I think that that is going to be something that we're talking about for the next several weeks. You you were watching Zach Taylor's press conference, and I, I agree that it was weird. He said that the player demeanor didn't change for the rest of the game, that the energy didn't change. I think that was very obvious. I think that that's just not true. You could see players hanging their heads after every play, and obviously the win was out of their sails, like you said. The the offensive line suddenly, which was actually mostly holding up okay outside of a few plays where they were showing some cracks, with Ryan Finley in the game, suddenly is a sieve. And the the entire team's level of play drops off after that point. I think it's a great point about what he means to this team, about what he brings in terms of leadership, in terms of getting players to buy in around him.
0: And I just really wonder where they go from here. I don't know. I really don't. It feels like it's 2019 Bengals now. Because you have a coach who who knows if he's coming back. You have Ryan Finley leading the show, and there's no Andy Dalton to turn to. The good news is they already have their two wins, right? I mean, it's crazy. We were talking about this stretch. And the interesting part about this, if there is an interesting part, from the, the analytical side of things, how does the Bengals, and how do the Bengals, view this? I, I came into this, and I, you agreed. We talked about it on the the pod. This next month, the next four games, including today's game against Washington, was such a measuring stick to see, all right, can Zach Taylor actually win on the road? Can he go three and one? Can he prove he's the guy? And now there's this excuse slash reason. And so how do you judge that? How do you judge this supporting cast? that now is going to be without probably let's just say, why would you bring Trey Waynes back now? Trey Waynes, DJ reader, Joe Burrow, like all these significant injuries. I just, I don't know. Like everything. Now you're, you're starting to question everything, all of the things that felt like they were solid or trending in the right direction. Now they're question marks. And that's, that's a tough spot to be in when you're this franchise, a franchise that I think personally, was hoping to go to the playoffs in 2021, was hoping to to lay the foundation this year and really make a push next year. And now you, you wonder, all right, that, that, that's fine. You can still do that. I don't think that hope is necessarily dashed. But when you're evaluating those pieces, those building blocks for 2021, how do you do it when you're missing the the queen on the chessboard, right? The the person that's going to control everything. The, the, the person that's going to take you into this next decade. I just... It's a really, really tough spot to be in, and it's one that I think that they, they're they going to have some tough decisions, and I think it's decisions that you and I uh, know the answers to, but I, I wonder if they do. I
2: really am concerned about that. It gets really hard to objectively evaluate what's going on when you have lost your quarterback and your quarterback was really the thing making your team go. How do you evaluate the coaching staff at this point? The defense, again, and I admit to not paying as much attention in the second half, seemed to be getting gashed by the running game. So that continues. How do you evaluate the offensive line when Ryan Finley has so much of a worse pocket presence and ability to get them lined up than Joe Burrow showed us? Ryan Finley, I'm sure he's a smart guy, but we saw last year and we saw glimpses in this game. He doesn't have the wherewithal to get the Bengals set that Joe Burrow does. He's not going to process like Joe Burrow does. So how do you figure out if your offensive line has pieces? How do you figure out what to do with A.J. Green? How do you evaluate decisions on guys like Carl Lawson, William Jackson? I mean, it's just very hard. Now, the organization just has such a difficult time in what was already going to be a difficult offseason with difficult decisions. Now they've made, well, they haven't made it, I guess. Their job has been made that much harder. This was the one thing that they really couldn't afford to happen this season. Everything else, there was a way forward. This makes it very hard to find the way forward.
0: And the worst part about it, maybe not the worst part, because there's about 50,000 worst parts, but one of the worst parts about it is the fact that we talked about this. Every Bengals fan I know has come up to me or DM'd me, which they're open, or tweeted me or emailed me or said something, to the effect of, man, I just hope he can stay healthy. I just, I, I hope he can stay healthy. And, and anytime I'll do a, a hit with with any of the, you know, any radio station that has me on, usually it's the week they're playing uh, a team, and they're they're like, man, how is he, how is this offensive line in front of Joe Burrow, and, and and that's always the, the constant topic, because people know it's not just a, a narrative. It's it's reality. People know that the Bengals offensive line isn't good and that Burrow specifically early in the season was taking too many hits. But even on Sunday, the Chase Young hit. I love that Burrow is trying to make a play. But how many times have we seen and, and I'm not knocking him for making a play, by the way, I want to preface that real quick or right now. How many times have we seen him take hits like that in the pocket this year? Hits that most quarterbacks don't have to take that that's the thing is, is they add up and you have a lot of people now saying, see, should have invested in offensive line. And I can't argue with those people for being upset and pissed off and angry because I get it and I understand it. And I I was hoping that that wouldn't be the case, but you said this throughout training camp and before camp, Jake hope is not a plan. And it felt like they were hoping on the offensive line and the coaches were really positive about it, and we saw week one and week two, and it, and even as 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 it's improved, I get the frustration because the hope never should have been the plan, and it was coming into this year. So when you look at, is it bad luck, or is it, man, we did not make the right moves this offseason? I think you could really logically look and and see where the direction points and and why the. Not necessarily blame, because I don't think there's anyone to blame for this, but it, where the, the blame, if there was blame, should fall.
2: I think that it is pretty obvious, and, and maybe we can get into that in in the third segment of the show here, because it, it, the play is a freak play. I said this in the open. You can blame whoever you want. The The injury is a bit of a fluke, to be honest. Mike Jordan, is he gets bull rushed. He gets pushed back. The ball's gone, and as Jordan tries to finish the block, essentially, he just happens to finish it into Joe Burrow's leg. And so he loses the bull rush for sure, and we've talked about guard play this year, but but that's exactly the thing, James, is people are taking victory laps, and and it's wrong, and and, and they're all making it clear that, you know, they're not happy that they were right, but everyone today in the national media, hey, we said all year, This offensive line is going to get Joe Burrow hurt. He's taking too many hits. At some point, something might give. And and unfortunately, it appears that they, they were right. Coming up next, we get into head coach Zach Taylor's press conference after a very trying day for the Bengals on
0: Sunday. I think we're all looking for comfort food, Jake, after what happened on Sunday. But you can have that comfort food without adding the extra pounds. We talk about it all the time here on Locked On Bengals. It's Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. Order them now. Thanksgiving a few days away. You're probably going to try to avoid the sweets. Well, how about you You go after a, a sweet, nutritious protein bar that tastes great. These are chocolate bars, and whether it's the Camel Brownie, the Cookies and Cream, my personal favorite, the Mint Brownie, 18 amazing flavors and they're great for you. High in protein, low in sugar. They're going to fit your macros and be perfect as you try to avoid gaining weight this holiday season. Check them out right now at builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Right before we came back, Jake just told me he's about to go get brownies and, and ice cream and, and act like a teenage girl that just got broken up with. And one, I did that as a teenager, so it's not just girls. Two, get a built bar, Jake. All right? Just get a built bar. You got them either in your fridge or in your, your pantry. I know you do. So stick with built bar. As he flashes one up right now, a built bar. All right. I'm going to bring a little energy in this third segment because it's been one hell of a day. I'm not going to lie. And and this might be angry energy. We'll see. But because Zach Taylor brought a little of that during his press conference. And uh, one thing he said, he was asked if he could have done more, said, quote, could you have done more to protect Joe Burrow? And Zach Taylor said, all we can do is make progress as the season goes. We gave up a lot of pressure in the beginning of the season. In these last couple of weeks, our guys have done a great job of keeping people off of Joe. He's had a great pocket. He did not have a sack in the first half. The hit, as I saw it, wasn't with the ball in hand. People keep talking about the offensive line without seemingly watching the film for the last four weeks. Again, those guys have done a good job. It's been a revolving door of players. They have been doing a great job. Joe has done a great job moving us down the field. We felt like we were making a lot of progress over the last five weeks, and we are not going to apologize for any of that. If you want to watch that, and this is going to be a shameless plug, Jake, sorry, I'm going to post the video at allbangles.com the entire press conference for, for Zach Taylor. Um, y- your thoughts on that? He did get a little snippy. I didn't really, I couldn't really incorporate that part of it, but Zach Taylor clearly aware of the criticism his offensive line is taking and will take, and tried to go on the offensive a bit after the game. I mean, he
2: earlier in the press conference said something along the lines of people that are criticizing the offensive line haven't watched the tape for the last few weeks. And I mean, I have watched the tape from the last few weeks and the offensive line has been passable, but this week faced a bit of a tougher pass rush. And honestly, with the increasing awareness that quarterbacks are at least in part responsible for the sacks and hits they take. We saw the difference between when Joe Burrow was in the game and Ryan Finley came into the game about this offensive line. Joe Burrow is getting rid of the ball. He knows his offensive line. He knows to get them into protections. He knows where the pressure is coming from. He knows where to go with the ball. He has a great sense for it. And he made this offensive line, I truly believe, look a lot better than they were playing at times. And so the, the issue that I have with Taylor isn't so much that you know, he, he's defending his players, I guess, because what's a head coach supposed to say there, but, but getting defensive about it and acting indignant about it, acting like he knows better about it. And I don't know if this is exactly what it is. I'm sure he's feeling emotional in the moment as well. And he's probably pretty pissed off at what happened too. But th- th- that's not what anybody really wants to hear. You're not going to, that that's not going to find sympathetic ears. When Mike Jordan, Alex Redmond, who have been playing guard for you for most of this season, Billy Price playing a couple games too, have been very, very bad in pass protection more often than not. Yeah, you bring in a couple guys, you start Quentin Spain at right guard, kudos for that, but the only guy left on this offensive line we haven't tried anything different for is a left guard, and he was bad for most of the game. It wasn't just the play that Burrow got hit on, the play that he got injured on. He was getting bull rushed. He's having a hard time with a, a, a talented, to be fair, but he was having a tough time with the Washington defensive front.
0: And it, it, we talk about it every week, right? And that that's the problem. We knew it was a problem. So this idea that they're playing well, no, they're playing well for them. They still aren't good as a unit. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to all of them because I think some of those offensive linemen are starters, are guys that are capable. But as a unit... They aren't that good. They're not. Like Alex Redmond, for example. And again, no knock on Alex Redmond. He started six games for you this year. Right? Six games. He was available to the entire NFL. You're starting right guard. No one was interested. So you signed him to the practice squad. Right? You're arguably your best offensive lineman in the past three weeks has been Quentin Spain. A guy that wasn't on a team a month ago. He had just gotten released by the Bills, a playoff team. So this idea... That they've done a lot and they've – it's BS. And that's the part of this that's so damn frustrating, Jake, is because it's obvious. And much like the the wind was out of the players' sails, and rightfully so when Burrow went down, and Taylor couldn't acknowledge it publicly, he's doing it again with the offensive line. The offensive line is a damn issue. If Bruce Arians, for example, who's clearly the most – I think the most honest head coach when it comes to pressers, he'd be like, yeah, they get their ass kicked. And that's what happened. That's what happened in the second half. We saw it in the first half, by the way. This idea that they weren't getting hits on Burrow and the the offensive line was stout. Bull crap, it was stout. Burrow had to read and make moves and and get the ball out quick. And he was dropping dimes and he was playing well. I think he completed 12 of his first – yeah, he did in the first quarter. 12 of his first 15 passes was balling. That wasn't the offensive line. They were blocking for a second and a half. So don't give me that, Zach. Why don't you push the ball down for field more, Zach, all season long if the offensive line is fine? It's because it's not fine. So this idea that he's going to go on the offensive, it's silly. I, I, I get it. I get what he's trying to do, defend your guys. That would be like saying – defending Randy Bullock. Right, uh, it, it just it just would, and I get it. Randy was awful today, but you, you just it's it's obvious. So don't don't try to sugarcoat it, right? D- don't don't do that. When we damn well everybody knows the most casual Bengals fan on the planet that has has watched maybe one game this year, one knows that their offensive line is awful. That's it. They're awful in pass protection. That's just the reality of it. So you can. Just skate by the question, but to go on the offensive, I, I thought it was, it, was, it was ridiculous, and I don't think he understands the pushback he's going to receive and the criticism he's going to take when he does something like that because that, was, uh, that lacked a little self-awareness, I think, given the, the Bengals' weaknesses as a roster.
2: I think certainly with Bengals fans, Zach Taylor has an uphill battle. To try to win any stragglers, any undecideds back for the rest of the year, I think that this event will certainly turn a large portion of the fan base, and there are going to be others that say, Hey, this is a freak thing, and uh, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. I just like I said earlier, james that the worst thing about this besides the fact that. Joe Burrow suffers an injury that could slow down his progression, his his progress as an NFL player is for the organization. Now your decision-making and your evaluation for the rest of the year becomes that much more challenging. Your ability to plan your off season, plan your free agent targets, plan what you're going to do with some of your own in-house free agents is just exacerbated. And so James, Let us close the show here again, reiterating, send all the goodwill that you've got to Joe Burrow. That guy deserves all the best. And we'll see what happens the rest of this season until tomorrow. Bengals fans drink some water, take care of yourself and have a good one.
1: Hey, prime members. You can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.